Welcome to the Tournament Poker Edge podcast, brought to you by TournamentPokerEdge.com, the only podcast dedicated exclusively to poker tournament strategy. Now here's your host, Clayton Fletcher. Hello once again, everybody, and welcome to the Tournament Poker Edge podcast, sponsored by ACR Poker, where we are right smack in the middle of the biggest ever online super series, the OSS XL, with $50 million in guaranteed prize pools, most of which we're shattering every single day. My name is Clayton Fletcher, and I am I'm in somewhere in New Jersey. I moved to New Jersey so that I can play some stuff that you have to be in New Jersey to play. And I have a special guest. He's a repeat guest, uh, uh, one of our most popular guests that we've ever had here on the program. He is an ACR Poker Pro and a really great guy as well that I had the pleasure of meeting almost a year ago at the WPT Championships out in fabulous Las Vegas. Please welcome back to the podcast, Michael Longcar. Michael, how have you been? I've been great, man. It's so awesome to be back on the uh, back on the podcast here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, so uh, I'm sure you must be playing tons and tons of of uh, poker on ACR lately with the uh, with the big series we have going on. Absolutely, I've been playing just about every single day, all day. Um, yeah, OSS XL series. I'm actually looking at the leaderboards right now on the ACR Poker website. Uh, there's on top of the 50 million dollars in guarantees for the month for the series. They are giving out ACR is giving out sixty thousand dollars out of their own pocket for the leaderboards, um, and you can look at the there's there's an overall leaderboard that's paying first place fifteen thousand dollars, and then there's a high stakes, medium stakes, and low stakes leaderboards that are also paying out a few thousand dollars uh, among the top you know result what's the word result getters result you know top <laughs> yeah. and. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. It's man, so many good. It's it's literally like a Sunday every day right now on ACR for the entire month with this with this series running. Michael, do you see your own uh, username on any of those leaderboards right now? Yeah. So on the medium stakes, which is the uh, let's see, medium stakes is ten dollar and fifty cent to eighty eight dollar buy in. I'm number twelve overall out of everybody. Wow. And, and on the high stakes, not doing so great. Uh, but trying trying to get some more scores on there, and then the overall. Let's see, where am I at on the overall leaderboard? Um, let's take a look. Number thirty nine. So got some work to do on there. Okay. But yeah, it's uh, it's been a grind. It's been great. I had a let's see. Um, this past Sunday, I so this is I I, I don't know about you, Clayton, but I believe in magic. It's a fine thing to say. There's no other, there's no other way to say it. I believe in things that probably a lot of, or at least I know some top poker pros are kind of scoff at and laugh at. But like I do believe in manifestation, universal power, and magic. And I, through the first two weeks of this challenge, had just had the worst run bad of probably the entire year. Was very frustrated, and I took two days off from this challenge last week on Friday and Saturday. And it was perfect timing because my son, Josiah, had a soccer tournament in South Lake Tahoe a couple hours away. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take a couple days off, spend time with the family, and just get mentally ready to make a big score happen on Sunday, not only for the challenge, but for my bankroll, you know? And yeah. 
I act. I don't ever put anything out there like this, but I put an Instagram story post out on Saturday night. I said I am going. I said word for word, I am going to get a big. I'm going to get a big score tomorrow on Sunday. I'm going to make it happen. And I just kind of put all my energy into it, and you know, just kind of manifested it and put it out there and kept telling people like I am playing so good. I am going to have a big score. Boom. This past Sunday, took third place in the ACR. Uh, Sunday special, $215 buy-in, 200k took third place for $25,000, and it's always extra special when you feel like, you know, your energy and your powers or whatever, whatever you want to call it, had something to do with it, not just playing good poker, you know, so it's pretty awesome feeling. Yeah, and we follow you, of course, on Instagram at Michael underscore Longcar. Now, I, you know, we had Anton Wig, he's one of my uh, closest friends um, in poker and in life. We had him on the podcast uh, not long ago, and Anton was talking a lot about that, uh, what you're calling magic or manifestation. It's just, you know, kind of bringing the energy into a project or into the world that you are trying to get back. So now you could say it's confirmation bias. You know, the day that you made that Instagram post is the day that you got third place in a tournament, yada, yada. Has there ever been a time when? You put something like that into the universe and maybe didn't get the result you wanted, but of course, I, yeah, of course. yeah. But I still think there is something to it, and just you know, life is better if you if you approach things with that, you know, that positivity, that optimism, and you know, tournament poker is one of the toughest endeavors I think a person can engage in. It can be extremely frustrating, as anyone who's listening to this probably already knows. Um, but yeah, just finding ways to stay positive and you know keep yourself from getting into the doldrums and turning into like Mike Matisau or something. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, there's so many different elements to this. Like obviously believing in something and, 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 you know, putting that energy into it definitely helps make it happen, I believe. But, uh, man, I, I just really, I really do believe that we as humans have abilities that, you know, People might say, oh, that's not a real thing, or this and that, but I, I really do believe that manifestation and the power of belief has its ways of making things happen. Um, you know, and I, I personally have always thrived under pressure. You know, when, I've, when my back's against the wall, I feel like I've always, you know, made it happen, whatever it was, whether it was getting a, I remember my senior, my senior year, my senior year of high school, uh, you know, just, uh, we had the entire school year, the entire school year, we had one class for this senior project. And I didn't start working on it until three days before the project was due. <laughs> Literally, didn't start one word on the project. And I made it happen. You know, that's, that's maybe not the best example, but I mean, I do believe, you know, if you really put your mind to it and really want something and really, man, I just, it's, it's crazy. I mean, just, just, and then even on a microscopic scale, I'm sure Ape Styles will love this, uh, one of the team pros, in, in my opinion, the best poker player out of our group. Uh, I was playing in a tournament with him the other night on ACR, and it was midnight. I've been playing all day. And there was a hand where it folded to me in the hijack with King Jack of Spades for 17 bigs. Now, I know you know, all the, all the charts say that this is a min raise. There's nothing else to do here. It's not a call. It's not a fold. It's not an all-in. It's a min-raise. That's the only play. That's what I do when I have this hand in this situation every single time. Every single time, 
It's a no-brainer. I know what to do. Minraiser 2. But for whatever reason, you can believe in this or not, but, I mean, it just happens over and over in the percentage of the time that this happens. It's not like, oh, this happens some of the time. It's, like, all the time. I have this, like, weird gut feeling that came in my stomach. And I had this, like, voice in my head. I know it's me. I know it's me. But I swear it wasn't. It was like, shove. Move all in right here. That's the right play right here. Even though you're supposed to min-raise, right here, right now, you're supposed to shove. And I've always trusted this kind of weird gut feeling that doesn't come along very often. Hardly ever. And I mean, hardly ever. Not, not, this isn't a once every month type of thing. It's a once every year, once every six months type of feeling that I have. And I was like, wow. Like, I, I trust this. I trust this weird intuition magic or whatever you want to call it. And I moved all in. I moved all in because I had this overwhelming feeling that I learned to trust. I moved all in with my King Jack suited. Ape Styles had pocket queens in the small blind. He moved all in and the flop came king, king, and I doubled up. And I didn't even, I wasn't even really surprised because I've had this occurrence happen from time to time. And it just, on the times I didn't trust it because the logic in my head out, you know, out reasoned the magical thoughts or magical feelings or intuition, whatever you want to call it. And I'm like, wow, I need to really just start trusting this because I do believe there's something greater out there that we can tap into such as this at times that we're not really fully aware of as of right now, you know? Yeah. And the robots, the solvers have things figured out on a theoretical level, yes. but there are still times in a poker player's life in a poker player's career when you do kind of have to go against that and it's important yes. for us to study these spots and to know that that's a min raise but also maybe know that once in a while you want to go against the solver you know in this spot you've got it in pretty bad but you know <laughs> the poker gods were looking out for you I guess yeah it's just such a weird thing and obviously uh, yeah no, it's, it's, it's amazing yeah it's, it's amazing when it happens like that yeah. Well, you know, part of the reason why you are an ACR poker pro is that you have this kind of mindset. You have this positivity. Even the story that you shared last time here on the podcast about how you became uh, a streamer with the intention of, you know, developing relationship with the website and everything. It just it just shows your your tenacity and your your optimism and your your positivity. So, uh, you know, we need more happy upbeat <laughs> optimistic yeah. people in this in this game for sure yep yeah no it's that's that's honestly the number i think that's the number one characteristic when i was you know i was thinking the other night about this actually just in the last week about all of my friends who have been playing poker and thriving playing poker for a living for the last decade plus and I think that's the number one characteristic between all of them is they're all ridiculously positive, ridiculously positive all the time and expecting good things to come all the time. And yeah. when things are going bad, still remaining positive. And I think that's probably the most underrated part of being a top-notch player because I've just had so many friends who played for a living for five years, went through a rough patch, and they just couldn't mentally handle it. They couldn't get back to being positive because of the negative results in the short and midterm. And now they're driving Uber or whatever job they're doing because they couldn't overcome that mental part of the game. That's just such an 
underappreciated part of the game is the mental side of things. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously it's easy to stay happy and positive when you're, you know, making final tables and and raking in the dough. You know, the real test is, you know, if you see somebody and he's l- laughing with, you know, say you're in a live a live poker situation, you see somebody, he's laughing and he's buying drinks for the table and yeah, you know, he's carrying on and, and having a great time, and you come to find out that same player is down several buy-ins. Like that's the guy I'm scared of because <laughs> he's going to be able to play under any circumstances. Uh, you know, all of us can stay happy and positive when we're winning. You really find out what you're made of when you're going through, like you described, a two-week period that you know the darkness was coming in, right? Because you just yep. it, sometimes it just feels like. We can't even win a hand, much less a tournament. Yeah. No, it's very true. It's very true. And it's, uh, I mean, just even last week, I I don't know what was up with me, man. I mean, I, I've always prided myself, and I am. I, I feel like that's, I'm not, I'm not a top 100 poker player in the world. I know that. There's so many amazing poker players out there. But I know that I'm top 100 poker mentalities in the world. I know that. And... I had a mental lapse last week, you know, and I guess maybe it's because I want to win this challenge so bad, and I know how important it is to run good <laughs> during this challenge for the tournament side of things. And like I said, uh, it was last, it was last Thursday, and it was just, you know, day number eight in a row of can't even comprehend how I'm losing. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it's it, it was it's that's the interesting thing is it's you know you go play cash games. And you get an improved aces, and it's no big deal because I'm going to come back tomorrow and buy in for the same amount and do it again. There's no weight on that all-in compared to the other all-ins if you're grinding cash games and you're buying in for the same amount. But in tournaments, as you know, if you win an all-in preflop with aces on the first hand of the tournament, that doesn't matter one-tenth as much as winning the all-in preflop with aces on the final table bubble with ten players left. And those were all of the all-ins that I was losing, 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 losing. And so I was tilted last week. I mean, I don't ever feel like I'm just on tilt, but like on Thursday when I played, I was like, wow, I'm just playing awful poker. I'm like, I'm like, I'm just max tilted today. I'm just seeing red. (laughs) I'm seeing red and I'm upset and I'm not myself. And that's why another thing, another important thing in line with what I'm talking right now is it's important to take breaks. Even just that, even just that two day break that I took last week, you know, if I wouldn't have taken that, and I would have been like, no, I'm just gonna push through. I, I, I don't, I don't think I. In fact, I know I would not have had the big score on Sunday because I needed that mental refresh. I needed to get the icky, yucky, uh, gross feeling that we all have at times out of my system and just be like, okay, I'm playing great. I'm feeling amazing. I slept good the last couple of days. I'm feeling fresh. I've been pumping myself up. I'm gonna crush it today, and that's what happened. And I think it's because of the break. Yeah. Well, look, you could have a top 100 mindset in the world of poker but everybody has a breaking point and it yes. sounds like you know eight really rough days of playing all day and having things like that happen at crucial moments in so many of the tournaments you were playing in was your your breaking point and you needed to kind of take a step away from the game sounds like you got to go experience a really fun soccer tournament with your son yeah. which is great yeah. so yeah, yeah I mean you know sometimes just getting back to life and remembering that Poker isn't everything. Like, we're all serious competitors, right? We all want to win. Yeah. I never sit down at the table 
thinking I don't care if I win or not. Of course I want to win, but you know you got to keep you know I guess life in perspective as well. Now I want to hear about this challenge, but before we do, I want to make sure our listeners know uh, that we have a a free roll, the TPE free roll on ACR Poker this Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and I will be the host of this free roll on twitch.tv slash Clayton Comic. Um, I might be asking some trivia questions, and you guys can get prizes and and things like that. I'll give the uh, the password for the free roll away on my live stream at twitch.tv slash Clayton Comic. And make sure that you remember that I was first brought on as the host of this podcast in 2018. So that might be some trivia for our listeners to keep in mind mm-hmm. that my first year was five years ago, 2018. I can't believe that it's been almost five years, almost to the day now, since I started hosting this uh, amazing podcast, which was already um, very highly rated before I even took over. So anyway, uh, if you're not yet on ACR Poker, you can click the link in the description of this podcast and become a member. You can get a first-time deposit bonus of 100% of your buy-in all the way up to $2,000 by using the promo code TPE. So, Michael, what is this challenge, $100,000 challenge? What's going on? What's up? Yeah, so the boss man, he's just the man, dude. Phil Nagy, ACR CEO, he shocked us all last December, uh, 10 months ago, 9 months ago now, and... He said, hey, um, I'm going to do a challenge between you team, between all the team pros, and you guys are going to compete, and two of you are going to win $100,000 worth of buy-ins for the Triton High Roller Series, and I want this to be a culmination of Instagram, uh, you know, social media content, uh, online tournament results for a month, and let's finish it off with a heads-up bracket between you guys, and... He actually ended up doing top three, and I lo- I took fourth by like, basically there had to be a perfect combination of things to happen at the end in the heads up bracket for me not to go. And those all, like it had to be like, Monica had to finish in the final two, and I had to finish here, and that person had to finish there, and it all happened, and it was heartbreaking. Um, but <laughs> yeah, he came, he came back after the challenge was done and said, yo, like we're going to continue to do this every three months for like the next couple of years. So buckle up. And, uh, you know, it's a known thing in the, uh, you know, it's a known thing in the ACR community. Every single ACR team pro will tell you, you know, who is the pro that has had the run bad and has had the drive and, and work ethic and has just been unlucky to not get in. Every single person is going to say me. And I'm just, you know, using that as more motivation and, drive to make it happen this time so this challenge specifically uh we have a a five different categories that are giving us points the first is uh there will be a panel of judges judging our three best social media posts and our three influences and an influence counts as coming on to a podcast so this podcast right here will be part of the social media side of things so there's a panel of judges that will vote on that side. And then on the tournament side of things, 
we split it up into two sections. The first section is our 10 best ROIs over the course of the month from September 3rd to October 2nd on ACR. $8.80 and higher count towards the ROI. And it's just your 10 best ROIs added together. And we actually are counting live tournaments as well. Um, it has to be a $200 buy-in or higher. And we've actually put a 5X boost on live tournaments because, you know, live tournaments take super long and you can only play one a day. And um, so I'm actually, I'm doing pretty well. Um, going into Sunday, I think I was number six on ROI. And then I had that third place. And we and we capped the online ROIs at 100. So if you get a 200x, it just counts as 100. Okay. Um, so I so I got my 100x on Sunday and the 215 200k for 25,000 for third. I followed that up on Monday, a couple of days ago, with a third place and a 33 30k for 3100 for like a 94x. So that boosted me from sixth place on the ROI standings to now third place, right behind Boski, trying to catch him now. And Ape Style is in the lead right now. Uh, no surprise there. And then the other side of tournaments for points is the OSSXL leaderboard. Uh, we actually split it into two on that side of things. There's a high stakes OSSXL leaderboard, which is $109 OSS events and higher. And then the medium stakes leaderboard, which is $10.50 buy-ins to $88 buy-ins. And these are OSS XL events only. And we get points based on how we do against the other ACR team pros on those two leaderboards. Um, and then next week, we begin the final part of the challenge, which is the ACR Team Pro Heads Up Tournament, where the farther you go in the Heads Up bracket, the more points you get. And then when the challenge is all done on October 2nd, all of the points are added up together, and the top two point earners will be in Monaco playing $100,000 worth of buy-ins against Phil Ivey and Antonius and... Man, I, I, I really, I, I'm really feeling like this is the one. I really do. I feel like I'm going to get in this one. So hopefully, hopefully the poker gods and all the gods can allow me to get in this time. Well, I'll tell you, Michael, I, I'm definitely rooting for you. I mean, look, I love a lot of the pros. You know, I, I have relationships with a lot of the ACR poker pros. So I don't want to say you're the only one that I'm rooting for. But let's just say if you happen to win it. And that you making an appearance on this podcast helped you just a little bit. I'll I'll feel pretty good about that. How, how about hey, that? Hey, thanks, man. Yeah, thanks a lot. Man. Yeah. So, do you have a hand for us? I know my listeners always want to hear me talk to uh, you know professional players like yourself. We like to hear uh, maybe a specific hand that you played. Did you pick one out for me? Yes, yes. Um, I actually am going to go way back. It's it's funny when you when you asked me the other day I was like you know what I'm gonna go way back because I've always called myself the misclick master I really am <laughs> okay. I really am I mean nobody wins more money by misclicks than me and I just randomly this this hand popped in my head so this is a hand here to laugh this is a hand from 2004 what so tw <laughs> almost 20 years ago. 2000, 2004. It's a silly hand, but it's a funny hand. Yeah, that's a good little story. So I am playing 2-4 on Party Poker back in 2004 when Party Poker was in the U.S. And it was like the first week of moving up to the $400 buy-in level. And this is my senior year of high school. Um, I deposited $25 online two months prior to this. 
and I was playing two tables of $25, uh, $25 buy-in, six-handed, no limit, so $0.10, cent, $0.25. Cent. And I just played all day every day and kept working my way up through the levels, probably a little too fast even. Yeah. And this was like the first day moving up from one two two hundred to two four four hundred. And I'm just playing one table on my laptop. You know, this is like ultra high stakes for an 18-year-old. I, you know, it, it felt so much higher at the time, you know. And I'm under the gun, and I hit the call button on accident. And I had 10-3 of diamonds. And I was like, <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. Okay, it's okay. It's only $4. No big deal. Well, it goes call, 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 call. So everyone's in for $4. Oh, I miss party poker in 2004. Yeah, I really – I do. <laughs> I miss it so much. So I limp in on accident, and we go six ways to a flop with $24 in the middle. Everyone has $400 or more on the table, and the flop is – 10 10 3 rainbow <laughs> <laughs> the flop is 10 10 3 rainbow but this is the best part the big blind just starts off with a pot sized bet and bets 24 dollars. i'm like oh my god okay so i'm just gonna call yeah and i call yeah yeah and the player to my left raises <laughs> to 75 dollars and it comes back to the big blind, and he moves all in for $600. <laughs> and I have $500 in front of me. I'm like, oh, my God. I remember calling my dad over. Oh, my God, look at this. I misclicked all. <laughs> I end up getting – I end up going all in, obviously. I end up using my time bank to try and lure yeah. the guy to my left. I get it in. The guy on my left absolutely snap calls. Uh, the guy on my left has ace-10, and the big blind has pocket threes who's drawing completely dead with the boat. And it comes uh, seven on turn, eight on river, and I win a $1,500 pot. And that was the beginning of the misclick mastery that has never stopped. Somehow, some way, even like even recently, like there's just times where I accidentally call or accidentally limp in, or and I end up winning the hand. It's it's funny now. It's funny we were talking earlier about positive expectations and you know manifesting. Well. Now, whenever I misclick, I'm now expecting to win the hand, one way or another, and I feel like I do most of the time, which is I don't I don't know how, but again, maybe maybe me <laughs> believing, maybe me just putting out that energy of like, wow, I misclicked and I'm gonna win this hand now because that's what I do. <laughs> maybe that has something to do with the universal magic we were talking about, of like believing and manifesting. A bunch of my friends used to always call me the Peter Pan because I've always. Even now, I feel like I'm just a little kid that believes in magic dust and magical things, and and uh, you know, it's it's a real thing, man. It's definitely a real thing. That manifestation and belief, it's that's a real thing. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, this is wild because first of all, it's like you know, it's such a hopeless hand, <laughs> you know, to be mm-hmm. under the gun with you know. There's no, there's no book anywhere that's going to say that's a good no. play. And no. even, even 20 years ago, you knew that's not the right way to play that of hand. Course. Of course, it's a fold. But then just the way things went around from there. But I want to hear another one because you said that you have one that's more recent than 20 years ago. Like that, That's a pretty incredible thing that happened in that hand, especially considering what your bankroll probably was back then all those yes. years ago. But what about – becoming a misclick master like there has to be so there has to be more than just one instance of this going your way yes yeah, so i had the hand the, the other hand that really pops to my head when it comes to this type of situation is 
Uh, oh man, this is such a silly one. There was a hand about six months ago, and there was a raise and a three bet at my table. And it's like, excuse me, it's like deep in the tournament, like you know, late reg close, getting close to the money. And there was a raise to two and a three bet to seven. And I had about 50 big blinds, and I'm on the button with Jack three offsuit. And somehow, some way, I, you know, it's just, it's crazy when these things happen because I don't, you know, I'm looking at the screen, I'm going to click the fold button, and somehow I click the call button. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. Like, it's not, it's not the biggest deal in the world, but it's very tilting when you're just going to dust off seven big blinds. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. Matter, you know, and again, <laughs> this is crazy. Jack three offsuit. The razor folds and the flop comes three three nine rainbow. <laughs> and this wasn't a small tournament. This was like a fifty five dollar hundred k. Where first place is like twenty thousand dollars. Right, right. And long story short, yeah, the, the pre flop three better bets small, and I call, and bets half pot on the turn. I call, and he shoves river. He has aces, and I stack him, and I end up. You know, I was chip uh, really close to chip lead after that hand, and ended up uh, making a final table run off of that misclick again. It's just, it's, it's crazy. It's wild. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, and it's, it's, it's not like I misclick all the time and just win all the time. It's like you know, I misclick very, not often at all, and the percentage of the time that I win is just off the charts. It's, it's stupid, honestly. <laughs> it is stupid. <laughs> Now, you know, from a strategy standpoint, there's not really much to, to gather from this. But what I would say for you, Michael, and for everyone really listening is that whenever you're going through a period when you feel like your luck is so bad and you never get lucky and, you know, only bad things happen to you and your opponents catch whatever miracle card they need on every river and you'll never cash in a tournament again. And we all have these thoughts from time to time, let's be honest. Just try to remember all those times when you misclicked and got lucky and <laughs> stacked like you know, two or yeah, three no, people. Selective memory is such an amazing thing when it comes to poker players. It really is. Like, I have students that I coach, and they'll send me all these hands in a row and and of all the bad beats. And I'll get on a session with them and watch them play, and they're just talking about the bad beats. I'm like, did you not remember the pocket twos that you got in preflop against aces and hit the two? Do you not remember the king-jack offsuit that you got in preflop against king-queen hit the jack? Like, you're just... It's a funny thing, selective memory, especially with poker players, you know, and we all remember the bad beats. And But more importantly, a life lesson that you just talked about that's so important for everyone listening here to implement into your life is to always be positive in every little aspect of your life. And this, this goes all the way down into the little cracks of just the thoughts in your head. The thing, the little comments you make out loud to friends, comments or anything you say out loud. If it's if it's a negative comment, just don't even say it. Don't even say it out loud. I mean, obviously, you know, obviously you're gonna say negative things. You're gonna talk a little shit about that person or that person, whether it's serious or a joke. Or, yeah, yeah. You know, it's that's life. But I think it's just so important to expect positive things and just what you said right there like oh I always lose always run. that's the number one thing I think that every poker player says oh my every poker player believes that they are the most unlucky player of all time yeah so now, when you really start now when you really start to repeat what I just said every poker player <laughs> thinks that they are the most unlucky player of all time it can't be true it can't so why is this why does every poker player in the world think that they are the or, you know, why does 99% of poker players think that they're so unlucky? Because of our selective memory. Because we're not 
as unlucky as we think because we expect to lose all the time. And that's I think that's just such an underrated part of life is, you know, people, I, I, I stream on Twitch. People all the time say, oh, man, I always lose with Jax. Really? You know what I say to that? I, all, I feel like I always win with Jax. People in my chat or at the casino, I always lose with Ace King. You know what I say to that? And I mean it. I'm not just saying it. I feel like I almost always win with Ace King. You know, and so right there, that's that's the first step. So not only turning your luck around, if you want to call it that, and getting positive results, but just in life. Like if you catch yourself, you know, complaining about this, saying a negative thing about that, negative thing about that, be try and be ultra aware of your thoughts and your comments. And if you catch yourself saying a couple of negative things in a row, even if it's a joke, try and tell yourself, hey, I need to cut this bullshit out and start only thinking and saying positive things because positive attracts positive. Negative attracts negative. If you – like this past Sunday, I believed in my heart and soul, Peter Pan style, that I was going to have a big win on Sunday. And look what happened. You know, And I guarantee if I had made all the same moves and all the same – GTO plays, but I had that negative, you know, bad expectation mindset of, God, I'm just going to lose again today. I probably wouldn't have had that big win. Being positive all the time in your overall life will trickle over into your poker game. It'll make you a happier person. It'll make you win more hands. It'll probably make you make better decisions as well. But yeah, obviously, the moral of the story, everyone, for listening, if you're listening here, try and be ultra aware, ultra extra conscious moving forward here over the, just over the next number of days and then continue this of thinking positive things saying positive things and anytime you catch yourself in a little streak of negative 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 say okay i need to i didn't knock this off it's time to be positive now positive, yeah. po- it's such an underrated part of life i mean if you expect positive things and you say positive things and you think positive things Positive things will happen, and same goes for the other side. So it's it's a really important thing to talk about. Yeah, it is, and it has a lot to do with poker, but also, like you say, with with life in general. You know, I always tell people, be careful what you say about yourself to yourself. You know, a, a pretty simple example is uh, something that almost everyone I know says about himself or herself is, "I'm so bad with names." You know, mm-hmm. I, I always forget everybody's name. I'm bad with names, right? People say that all the time. Well, as soon as you say that, especially aloud, but even if you just say it in your in your own mind, your brain is like, oh, okay, so I'm bad at that. Um, and, and then that kind of reaffirms <laughs> to your brain that yep. you're not good at that, so why put energy into it? And then you just get worse at remembering people's names. So, yep. yeah, there's a, there's a difference between just a, a negative mindset or a – a positive mindset or a growth mindset that yes. would say, what if you just, if, if the same person who's always been bad at that would just start saying, I'm getting better at remembering people's names. I'm learning yeah. ways to, to become better at me- remembering people's names. Just talking about yourself to yourself in that way can have a you know major impact. I'm not sure if I'm as convinced as you are about the magical impact on the cards themselves, but uh, you know it can't hurt to to show up with a positive mindset. If nothing else, then when things don't go your way, you'll already be halfway back to recovery just because you started in such a high place to 
to begin with. And I'm going to be putting in a lot more volume myself in the coming days. So I'm going to try to practice what you preach and I'll, I'll report back how it goes for me. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I think, I think something that I don't even do enough anymore because everything's so, you know, second nature now, but I, this is a great thing to talk about because I'm going to do this. I'm actually going to get on and play as soon as we hang up here and get on the grind today. And I'm going to sit here. I used to do this a lot when I was younger and I, I need to do it more. Um, I'm going to sit here in my office with everything. My phone turned off, no audio, no music, no nothing. And I'm going to close my eyes and I'm just going to envision myself winning. I'm going to expect to win every flip. I'm going to imagine in my head the visual of an ECR table and the chips coming my way and I'm expecting to win every flip and I'm expecting positive things and that's such an important thing to do before you get on and play because you know that's why I knew I needed a break last week because I was getting it in as a pre-flop favor with ace king versus ace queen and I was like oh here comes the queen I already know it's gonna come and like that's I I'm like whoa 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 that's not me this I know how bad of a mindset I'm in right now and I know how much this is going to impact not only my decision making but I really do believe it's going to impact the results in some kind of way I believe there's some kind of universal power with this so it's just and obviously I got you know I took a couple days off got my mind right and I was back Sunday to what I normally do of just expecting to win you know and, and it's such an important and again this is such a transferable skill if you will for your entire life not just poker but just expecting positive things envisioning positive things you know manifesting things that you want and it will definitely help those things come to fruition well michael i hope you can manifest your way to a victory in this hundred thousand dollars challenge and end up in monaco with all the money how's that sound oh man sounds amazing i've always wanted to go to monaco it's definitely like a top five worldwide destination I've, i've always heard stories about it and seen videos of it and it just seems amazing and um, I've been working my butt off, you know, working my ass off, and hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully I can manifest this and get in this time. Well, wish you luck. Before we go, uh, anything else you want people to know, like where they can find you or if they're interested in coaching or anything else at all, Michael? Yeah, so I'm doing constant Instagram story updates on, you know, 90% poker all-ins and poker hands that I'm playing online throughout the day. Um, and then just little, you know, little quick little journals and videos of how I'm feeling and this and that. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Michael underscore Loncar. That's L-O-N-C-A-R. And um, yeah, it's funny. It's actually funny you mentioned coaching because I just had my best friend over yesterday and was talking with him. And I said, you know what I'm going to start doing in October when this challenge is done. I have I have a long list of people that want to do coaching sessions with me and they want to do you know hand histories of their recent tournament runs and have me dis- dissect everything and I'm going to open up for the first time it's going to be really fun for me actually um I'm going to open up coaching to everyone for the first time in a long long time with one stipulation our coaching session is going to be streamed on my Twitch channel I've never done a subscriber-only stream. I've never done that in my life. I'm going to do these as subscriber-only streams. Only my subscribers to my Twitch channel can view. So it'll be more of a, you know, smaller crowd, smaller group type of thing. Um, more of a private thing. And I'm just going to offer that to anyone that wants to do that. So, you know, coaching sessions with me on stream for a smaller audience. 
create some, you know, definitely have a, have an ability to create some content out of these coaching sessions on top of improving people's games. Um, so yeah, if any of you out there want to partake in that, send me a message on Instagram and I'm going to get those going the first week of October. I'm looking forward to those actually. And that Instagram once again is at Michael underscore long car, L O N C A R. Michael, yes, thank you so much for coming back on the, on the program. It's always a pleasure having having you know ha- being on here with you and keep up the great work and and uh, I know I'll probably see you at an ACR table really soon. You sure will. And so for Michael Longcar and for everyone here at Tournament Poker Edge, with special thanks as 